And thank you for joining us. I'm Marnie Hughes in Chicago. Each week here at News Nation in our Missing series, we bring you the story of a person who has disappeared. A search from family, friends, and law enforcement to find them. And that search often involves the public and the online community. In a moment, you'll have a chance to join in our discussion this morning and ask questions about this week's case. You'll also meet the brother of the woman we are focusing our coverage on this week. Now to the case, which is one that we have covered before. There are significant new developments to tell you about this morning in the search for a young woman from Wyoming that News Nation has been following since last summer. Her name is Irene Gakwa. Her fiance never reported her disappearance in 2021, but now he is admitting that instead of contacting police, he was stealing money from her accounts after she went missing. We have obtained some video of federal agents moving in on that man's property and home. And while there is some movement in the case, the family of this much-loved sister and daughter is still desperate to know where is Irene. Irene Gakwa belongs to a mighty circle of love, but her family is now left to cling to any memory. I was teaching him how to drive and all the little fights that we used to have. I just miss her just being uh, around us. She would come and uh, uh, would drink tea. When she decides to have a good time or laugh, we're going to laugh and have a good time. Irene's move from her birthplace in Kenya to Idaho was by any measure a huge success. But when Irene met Nathan Heitman on Craigslist, her family wasn't sold. I would say the truth, Irene really liked him, but you know, what do you do if, you know, his sister likes somebody, what do you do? Irene and Heitman moved to Gillette, Wyoming, and her texts, once peppered with her native Swahili, turned to English only. And then when I heard about her not communicating with her dad, to me, that was the biggest red flag, because I know the relationship that they have. They are super close. Police went to the home the couple shared where Heitman told them Irene packed clothing into two plastic bags and announced that she was leaving Gillette, entered a dark-colored SUV, and left the area. Really hoping at this point, Nathan should be feeling pretty backed into a corner. With social media and shoe leather, the community springing into action. Hunting for Irene by horseback, using cadaver dogs. Lead searcher Stacy Coaster coordinating the coverage of hundreds of miles, helping police who issued a be on the lookout for a 55-gallon metal drum, which could be abandoned or burned. When it was winter out, um, a lady sent me a message and said, hey, you know, now that the snow is here, there's this, never saw it before, but there's a weird barrel on my property. Um, drove out there, got pictures, GPS pinned it, sent it to the police. The FBI agents have run out of box. Police and the FBI agents scouring Heitman's home, bringing in their own cadaver dogs one after another, paying close attention to a spot in the garage and a forlorn flower bed visible from the street. The police and the FBI are acting on sealed warrants, so nobody has any idea what prompted that search, what tip came in or what evidence encouraged the police to come do that thorough search, because that was their second time at the house. But Irene's finances yielding the most movement in the case. Police arresting Heitman, charging him with draining Irene's bank accounts, deleting her email account. 
and using her credit card at Walmart to buy a shovel, a pair of boots, and a pair of pants. Police say Heitman reported he did it to force her to contact him in the event she needed money. Heitman appearing in court on those charges, shocking Irene's family by changing his plea to guilty. It was, it was tough. When I walked in and I saw him, I wanted to throw up. You know, just to seem, I was just disgusted. The judge revoking his bond, Heitman now waiting for sentencing in jail. We drove 12 hours there and 12 hours back, but it was worth the one hour that we were there to show that there's actually somebody behind her. You know, she has a family. There's people missing her. There's people wondering about her. Loved ones who truly need answers so they can focus on their loving memories of Irene. Anything done in the dark will come to light. The hardest thing is waiting for that light to come through. You just hope that it's going to be soon, and soon can be, soon can be next year, soon can be in two years, soon can be next month. But my prayer is that by the end of this year, we know what happened to our sister. We can all share in that prayer. There are a lot of missing pieces to this puzzle. If you have questions about the case or comments, I do welcome you to post them now. And here to talk more about Irene's disappearance, I want to welcome in her brother, Kennedy Wanina. Kennedy, thank you. Um, and my heart goes out to you and your family as you are dealing with the circumstances around your sister's disappearance. Um, I'd like to start with you just telling me about Irene, um, who she was, um, what made her special to you and your family. Irene was our only sister in our family, so she was a little spoiled by my dad. And she was a light in the room, and she she was one that always avoid conflict. Even when you had a disagreement with her, she'd always find some way to, you know, dissolve it or find find a way to make you laugh or forget about it or move on and and look at the bigger picture, you know, forget about all these small disagreements that you have as a family or as a friend, and just look at the bigger picture of, you know, being together, spending time together. So she was a light in our family. And she has such a gorgeous smile, right? I mean, it lights up every picture and image that we see of her. She came to the United States from Kenya, uh, your home country, to pursue her dream of nursing. What did she tell you about her hopes for her future? So she, she wanted, you know, she had... Uh, passion for caring for people. So she wanted to pursue a career in nursing, to be able to help others, give them a smile, you know, spend their day. And I remember, so she lived with me during COVID and she would talk to me about how all these people, older folks that she used to help that, you know, they don't have access to their family, they're lonely. And she told me she would feel so good just going, taking care of them, putting a smile on their face or even just sitting there and listening to them. So that was amazing. She was a helper. She wanted to give back. Um, at what point, Kennedy, did your sister meet and come in contact with Nathan Heitman? So from what I've read and what I've, you know, going through everything, I think I'm guessing probably sometime in 2020 is when they met probably online. And I think by then she was living with me and they were probably dating. I didn't know about it until later on that summer 
when one of our friends came to visit and she told me, you guys haven't met Irene's boyfriend. And I said, I didn't even know she was dating anybody. So that summer is when we got to meet Nathan. And he did come to my brother's house a few times. And finally, I invited him over to my house to get to know him better. As we have mentioned and investigators have shared, and this is kind of the new development in the case, he has pled guilty to draining Irene's bank accounts, taking money out of her accounts, deleting her email account. He's pled guilty, and he now faces charges in those financial crimes. However, uh, he has not been charged in connection to her disappearance at all. What more are investigators telling you about the most recent searches of his property and what is in this sealed warrant? You know, it's it's frustrating to tell you the truth. I, I I'm even shocked. You know, my my sister disappeared in February, and they didn't even conduct this second FBI search until September. And today, they've never even talked to my family about what was found, what what they're looking for. We're still waiting. It's been well over six months, so it's frustrating. It's good that he was charged with using her card, and, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful for that step. But that's just a tip of the iceberg, you know? We, we, we care about these charges, and we appreciate about what has happened. But we still don't know what happened to Irene, and, and that's what we, we all are here for and we are all hoping for. But it's frustrating at how slow this process is going. You know, sometimes you wonder, as, are we victims or are we, you know, who, who's the victim here? Because it, it's taking so long, but it was finally good to see Nathan in jail and, and, and finally being held responsible for some of the crimes that I know he has committed. Mm -hmm. uh, Kennedy, we have a lot of people that are watching in the online community right now, and I have a few questions from our, our audience. Uh, one is from Denise. She's in Wayne, Pennsylvania, and she says she's been following your sister's case um, for a while since she went missing, trying to keep up with everything. She said she's confused about the barrel in the yard or the search for this 50-drum barrel, and she asks, was the barrel ever found, and are they still looking for it? Um, what more can you tell us about that? The barrel has never been found, and we are still searching for it. And Stacy, one of the ladies that does a lot of the searches in Gillette, helps us a lot. They still search for it. You know, they still put word out there on TikTok, on Facebook, anywhere we can about the barrel. But yeah, there's a barrel that's missing. We don't know. And up to today, nobody has ever found it, and we're still looking for the barrel. What is the connection to the barrel to your sister's case? Was it on Heitman's property? Um, where did it originate? So, from what I know, I know uh, Nathan Heitman, some a neighbor or somebody saw Nathan Heitman with a barrel in his backyard, and this was back in March, probably of 2022. So they, the neighbor reports he saw him burning something. So we know something ha happened to that barrel, and that barrel has never been found. So we feel like if this barrel was ever found or we had more information about this barrel, that this would help the case. Yeah, offer you all a clue. I have another question for you, Kennedy. This is from John. He's in Connecticut, and he asks, does Nathan Heitman, the fiancé of Irene's, have a criminal record or a criminal past? Any offenses that you and the family have been made aware of? 
From my knowledge, no, that has been reported. So from what we can find in the records, no. Okay. You had met him a number of times. At one point, he asked if he could marry your sister. Did you, what was your read on Nathan Heitman and, and your sister's relationship? My read was he was very controlling. And at that point, when he asked me about that, I said, well, I did, I've just met you a few times. I really don't even know who you are. If you're going to have a relationship with my sister, I need to know more about you. And and at the end of the day, it's not my choice whether she gets married to you or not. But it would be nice if I got to know you. And uh, I think he expected me just to jump on him and say, yes, I, I want this for my sister. But when I held back, and I think all of us kind of held back, I can now look back and I can see where he started slowly kind of keeping her away from us, you know, slowly just cutting the ties that we had or, or, or bringing uh, a divide, you know. So my sister didn't hang out as much with us. She didn't, you know, hang out. Like, we used to hang out almost every weekend, and, and it went from every weekend to maybe once a month. Then she even moved. When she they moved from Meridian, Idaho, to Gillette, Wyoming, she didn't even tell us she was moving, which is very unlike my sister. Mm -hmm. My sister hated driving 30, 30 miles, so I can only assume driving 800 miles. So... Those are things I don't think my my sister maybe didn't do by it's not it's out of her character. So maybe she was, you know, I don't know, whether forced or or coerced into it, I don't know. But you know. Right. You know, and I think it's important as we look at images of Nathan Heitman to again point out he's not considered a person of interest in your sister's disappearance. He has not been charged in connection with her death. However, uh, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence. Police have searched his property. He has been charged and pled guilty to stealing her funds. He bought some very peculiar things at a Walmart, including a shovel. Uh, you know, as you look back at that moment when your sister is missing, anybody close to her would be the first person you would go to to say, what happened? Do you know anything? In those moments right after you all realized that she was gone, was there communication with Nathan? Was there concern by him as you all were trying to, to search for Irene? Yeah, so I, I really, my sister-in-law talked to him more than any of us. So she did call him and spent hours on the phone asking him, hey, when's the last time you talked to her? And, you know, he, I would say the first maybe, actually before we went to the police, he was talking to my sister-in-law and, and sharing and, and saying, you know, saying that he was concerned about where she was. But as soon as we got the police involved, he cut ties. He's never talked to us. And... And really, at the end of the day, I say he's the last person to talk to my sister. He's the last person to see my sister. So if he's innocent, as he claims, I think he should be free and willing to talk to the police, which he's never done up to date. So you say you love somebody, you care about somebody, but your actions are way far away from what you claim. So there's definitely a lot he needs to talk or share with us that he hasn't to today. And I hope and I pray one day he'll come come out and share this information with us. As I mentioned, Kennedy, there are a lot of people who are interested in following your sister's disappearance and they're looking at all of the clues. I have another question from Bridget. She's in Kenya 
and she wants to know if there is any camera in or outside of Nathan Heitman's house near the property that was able to capture any evidence. Have the police shared with you that that's part of something that they're looking at? So to date, from what they've shared to me, they have not been able to find any. And how communicative are the police with your family right now? Is much information being shared? Yeah, the police, they've, they've been sharing information with us, but also because it's an active case, there's only so much they can share. So they share what they can and, you know, emotions get into it. And, and it's frustrating, I won't lie to you. You know, it's frustrating, especially for my parents that live in Kenya, you know, and it's the only daughter, you know, it, it's tough, it's tough. And so it's hard to go every day and think, you know, nothing is happening. And and I know they're doing work, but I, I think they could do a better job and definitely could do work a little quicker. And like the FBI is involved up to today, since September, they've never told us what's going on. even. If whatever analysis they're doing, I, I don't think it would take this long. Why is it taking so long? So it, it's frustrating, and I, I hope whoever is involved in this case in the FBI does a better job. You know, they need to step up to the play and give us some answers. It's it's been too long. Yeah, I know you were close to your sister. I know you spent a lot of time once she moved to the United States and was near you and your brother. Do you and your family believe that she is still alive, that she would stay out of contact for this long? We pray that she's still alive, but based on how we live our world today, it's very hard to live without using your phone, using your bank account. And I don't think she's one that would go this long without contacting any members of our family. So, so I think, you know, unfortunately, we. We are looking at other other options right now. And I, I don't, you know, we hope she's alive, but it's more more than likely she's not. Yeah, I'm sorry for that, Kennedy. What do you miss most about Irene as, as we look at her beautiful smile and her big personality in some of these images? I just miss her energy. I just miss her smile. I just, you know, and, and once in a while, me and her would make dinner and it was, it, it was just nice to just watch a movie watch stupid stuff on YouTube and laugh together. So those are the things that I miss the most. Kennedy Wanina, I, I appreciate you being with us. I share in your prayer that you all find your sister and that you have closure. And I also hope that you have justice uh, in this case. Um, please keep us posted as you communicate with police. And thank you again. And, and please give my best to your family. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kennedy Wanina brother of Irene Gakwa. Many of the cases that we cover, like Irene's, come from you. If you have a case you think we should be looking into, you can submit it to newsnationnow.com missing. And if you have any information about Irene's disappearance, Irene Gakwa, you can contact the Gillette Police Department, the number on your screen. Thank you, as always, for giving us some of your time here online. I'm Marnie Hughes in Chicago. We'll be back with another missing case next week.